the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We've been finding, buying and creating income from investment properties for over 20 years. And we talk every week about the reality of running property businesses. Now, we really, really do appreciate it when you leave us a rating or review in your podcast player of choice. And we are delighted that we have received another one that uh, rated us five stars. Well, I would, I would blooming well hope so. I mean, basically, it's got to be five or nothing as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Torio101, uh, thank you very much, by the way. He's left a review. It says, the best property podcast. And um, it did make us laugh. Uh, Torio101 said, I had to Google how to write a podcast review, so I hope this deserves a shout-out on the show. Well, there you go, Torio. You got your shout-out. He said, love the podcast, huge fan, and I'm a Patma user. Um, yes, we are going to send you some goodies in the post. Uh, he says, "I uh, he or she, uh, Torio says, I follow some property podcasts, but this one gives a much-needed level of detail on the finances, which is essential in making a decision on whether property is the right investment for you. Keep up the great work. And I would just say, Torio, 101 whoever you are you too keep up the great work you are doing some good work work out there so thank you very much indeed thank you very much for that review we really really do appreciate them please do uh, fill in one for, for everyone listening that would be fantastic if you could now this week we are going to be talking about the the latest home track house price index and there's a whole PDF report about this that we're going to, going to pick some things out of and, and discuss a bit. There will be a link to the actual report in the show notes if you want to go and read up on, on everything we're, we're talking about and all the other details around that. But before we dig into this latest report, I thought it was kind of interesting, and of course the time of year for it, to be looking back a little bit over the last, last year and, and what has happened. So... I thought I would just point out some of the really key sort of changes for property. And in 2023, we saw five Bank of England base rate increases. When the year started, the Bank of England base rate was 3.5%. And right now, the Bank of England base rate, after those five increases, is 525 and of course, during that time, the, the mortgage rates have increased as well. We've seen them go up much higher than the base rate. And then we've seen them actually starting to come down again. But we've also seen fees associated with mortgages seemingly go up significantly. And I, I think overall, the amount we're now paying for our mortgages is a lot more than just a year ago. So that's sort of the, the background that we're going into this home track report with. Uh, so, so where are we going to start, Stuart? Well, I would just validate what you've just said. There is no doubt in our minds that everyone that has a mortgage, and it's important to say that because I think only a third have, have mortgages, but we think you know, a lot of people do own properties outright, but those with a mortgage are paying much, much more for properties. So it is really interesting. And... Simon and I like to look at this. So we are looking at the home track report, but we try and look at this through the lens of what does this mean to us? What does it mean to our investing? Because as property people, we are either, um, you know, buying or selling, you know, and sometimes we are 
obviously static. We, we're doing neither. But, you know, most of the time as property investors, we're either investing or looking to, to sell property. And that, that is why these things become relevant, as well as understanding what the current asset you own or assets you own is being valued at. And that's why this becomes interesting. So the Home Chat report um, has looked at uh, the the latest month year on year. So it's comparing what the, the latest month is versus prior year. And it's uh, it's telling us that the average UK house price is now minus 1.2% versus uh, October prior year. And just for clarity, in October 22, it was 8.2% positive. So... This time last year, when they measured house prices, they were 8.2% up on where they were a year ago. This October, they are minus 1.2% down. Now, if we were the headline makers, we'd start you know, running around with our hands in the air like this, saying, oh, my God, it's, it's all going to end. But, of course, we don't do that. We, we, we try and look at this a little bit more objectively. And the first thing I do... and. Uh, you know, is is look at okay. What what does that actually mean? Well, let, let's let's just first say, so average. So that's based on average price. The average price, according to um, Home Track, is two hundred and sixty four thousand pounds in the UK. So if we were to look at that as a drop in that year's time, if you owned an average house in the UK, your house value would have dropped hypothetically by three thousand one hundred and seventy five pounds. So immediately, my thinking is, okay, it's not the direction we want as owners and asset owners, although if you're buying, that's different, but it's not, it's not huge. But then we say, well, okay, but that's, that's the average total UK. And we know that that's going to be highly skewed by uh, London and the southeast, typically, uh, just as a, just as FYI, although, um, you know, we then have to look at each of those areas. But so first of all, you know, the first question I have when I look at this stuff is, okay, what's what's the area that I operate in looking like? And my my area in the in the southwest, uh, he looks furiously for numbers is uh, minus one point eight, and but he, and even that, so that's um, you know, so that's higher than the average. Okay, so it's going to be. So I'm thinking, okay, so the properties I own in that area. It's going to be more, you know. It's 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 going to be more. But again, the southwest is a very big area. It goes from Bristol all the way down to wherever in Cornwall and Penzance. But so, my first thought, because I am selling a property in London and I am looking to sell a property in the southwest very early next year. But my first thoughts aren't um, that I won't do that just based on those numbers alone, and that's just thinking about current house prices. What what do you tend to think about when you first see numbers like, uh, you know, the, the minus one point two percent? And well, I, I think it would be it would be nice if it was only that, because lo- looking at the map for for the southeast, which is where my investment properties are, they're they're down two point four percent. Although I am quite pleased that they're not in the east of England, which is down two point six percent. So so you know it could be worse. But but down two point four percent. I mean that's double the average of one point two. It's yeah. I mean it, these prices, these price reductions, I think, are are painful, even though the the actual percentage amounts are not huge. As in they're, they're 
they're 1%, 2%. They don't, they don't feel that big, but they are still significant. And if you were then to think about them in real terms, you've then got five plus percent of inflation to factor in as well. So it's not just 1% down, it's six, seven percent down, really, in, in real terms. So, yeah, it, I think it's, it's very difficult to really judge the actual fall, the actual decrease in value of these assets that we're holding, because inflation is so difficult to sort of quantify in, and, and feel in everyday use of, of these numbers. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Simon, I'll tell you the other thing I think about, and we're not going to get into inflation because that is not this podcast today. But the other thing I think about is the, what we talked about at the start. So the, the increase in October 2022 at a national level was 8 point something, 8.2%. And UK, it's dropped this year, minus 1.2%. So actually, you can just see by expanding our view... It, it already changes because actually if, if the property I owned uh, was £100,000 is now £108,000 because of the 8% increase, I then it's then dropped 1%, which is £1,000. So all in all, I'm still up, which I think brings us back to the point that we always talk about, which is typically, unless your strategy is a short-term development strategy, if your strategy is a 5, 10-plus year play, then... Um, it's not it's not a factor which which gets me too deeply concerned now of course if that yeah. trend did continue for this year this month next month and then carried on then i think we'd all start biting our nails about what um what we would be doing with our property portfolios yeah exactly i mean if if you bought the average house 2 years ago then then you enjoyed the the 8% increase in in value and then now you have you have only suffered uh, a one and a bit percent decrease in value, so so you're still up on where you were, uh, ignoring inflation, which yeah. we can't really ignore, but we will for this conversation. Yeah. So not, so yeah. So maybe, maybe you're not doing too badly. Maybe yeah. we're we're not ignoring inflation, but we know that everything is impacted by inflation to a de one degree or another. So actually, in, in in, in, in real terms, you know, we, we, we could get into that conversation, but we're not. So we're going to stop us there. And the other the other elements there are uh, from the Home Track report was talking about um, the fact that uh, it says that there are 34 percent more homes on sale in October 23 than there were at that period a year ago. So that's that's pretty interesting because that that's a surprise to me. It, that was a, a genuine surprise to me that there are more home. There were more more homes for sale. And uh, which which tells us that we have moved into a buyer's market as opposed to a seller's market. But then also that um, that the that the because if house prices have come down because we've we've kind of learned that they that they have now they've, they've trended down marginally, but they've trended down. It, you know, you could say negligible, but you know, wh whichever. Um, but also that in that period uh, that there is a, on average a five and a half percent discount achieved on original asking price so those factors tell us that we are moving into a buyer's market and as someone that's selling a property and about to sell a property that's not what i want to hear 
Yeah, I, I think I would go further than that and say we're not moving into a buyer's market. I think we are solidly in a buyer's market. Mm. And I think as sort of keeping with the theme of looking back a bit over the past year, if we look back over the the year that this report is talking about, I'd just like to emphasize how much it's changed. We've gone from a position where we were seeing 8.2% increase in prices to now where we're seeing a 1.2% decrease in prices in just a year. And across mm. that same time as well, we've seen a 34% increase in the number of properties that are actually on the market. So there are still people out there trying to sell. And obviously those sales are taking much longer. <laughs> and Hello. It, <laughs> I'm sorry, Stuart. It's unfortunate that you're, you're in that group at the moment, I think. But it's, it, it is just such a big change. And of course, the 5.5% the discount on asking prices to, to what's actually being agreed. Is, is that more than it was a year ago? Is that, is that similar? That we, we, don't, we don't know really for that. And it, it's, it's always going to be difficult to, to really measure that particular one. But for me, it all just contributes to the feeling that we are, as you say, in a buyer's market. And the market is difficult for sellers at the moment. It's so the biggest discount. How do you... Oh, go on. You've got, you've got some more numbers. Go on. Give, give us more numbers and I'll ask my question. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest percentage discount since before 2018. So this data that we've got only goes back to 2018 when it was minus 3.8. In 2022, it was down to minus 0.6%. So, it's, yeah, so it's, it's pretty chunky. It's another one that's a big change again from a year ago. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so... I was just saying that sellers are probably in a bit of a bad position. And unfortunately, that includes you, Stuart. <laughs> so... I'm now looking at Simon sideways, just, <laughs> just so everybody knows. And, and, you know, if I was ready to, I might even swear at him. But we are recording now. So I, you know, I can't swear as, as much as I used to <laughs> when we weren't on video. Uh, just, just save it up for when we stop recording. It'll be fine. Oh, um... I am. I am. <laughs> So, you are selling. Why are you selling? And more importantly, why are you still selling when you really have this knowledge in black and white in front of you? The simple answer to that is because I want to. I want stroke need to. And, uh, you know, there's reasons behind that, which I will come on to. But I just want to make the point that you're absolutely right about, you know, we're not, you know, I said we're moving into, but I think. As we always talk about, and you know, as people that have worked in data for, for many, many years, you know, data is always behind. You know, d data typically looks back. And what this has now done is it said, yeah, actually, we did move into. Uh, you know, we are in. So, it, But we now have the data to support that, despite our anecdotal evidence and evidence from Patma, actually, uh, that gives us in terms of asking prices, where we can actually see what is currently happening. So in terms of why I'm selling, well, this one, one is the one that I'm sure everyone must be tired of me talking about, was the six-month flip that I've now owned for four years and a month. Four years and a month, that was the six-month Not flip. that you're counting the days. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> counting the days. But we are getting very close to me just taking it off the market 
um, because it's in a London location. And, you know, this, this is interesting, you know, but as you said, actually, you know, I didn't need the data to tell me that we weren't going to get as much for that flat as I wanted three years ago. So I already knew that because we are looking at the data as in, you know, I'm analyzing the property portals using Patma software to tell me that, oh, the prices that you would have got for a two bed flat in that location are not as high as they were. And we've accepted that. And it's just really about how, you know, how much money we won't make uh, on that property. Uh, we do have a viewing on it. So fingers crossed. However, I'm kind of resigned to the fact, you know, we've now got a, a standard mortgage on it, which, you know, as we've shared on rec- very recent podcasts, has taken us four years. So uh, we are now less pressurized. However, there is still a lot of investor funds tied up in that. That is why that one is for sale. I also have another property which I am looking to sell, uh, which is a uh, smaller student property. It's one of the first that I bought. So would have been around 2015, 2017, something like that. So we've owned it for at least eight plus years. There, There is a capital appreciation in that property. I would say around 50%, possibly more capital appreciation in that time. So obviously this is not a podcast where I'm going to break that down, but obviously even after, if it should sell, you know, even after the capital um, gains tax, uh, or, uh, sorry, that one's in a, in a property, uh, in the company. But anyway, despite, once we work it out, it would still kind of generate some funds. And actually I want to use those funds for a couple of different things and I'll be open. You know, one of them is actually for returning some funds to an investor that was invested on another property. So it's really a little bit about, and also, the real truth of it is it's not, I don't particularly like the property. It's caused me pain most of the time that I've owned it. So, you know, and, and if I were listening to someone else say that, I'd say, don't be so blooming emotional. But we have spent a lot. It's the only property where I've had to uh, cash in on insurance because of the issues that I've had with it. And it's a little one. And I quite like doing the, the bigger property. So it's just a bit of a refinance. That's probably a longer answer uh, than was required. But that that's why I am still thinking about selling it. And to bring it back to uh, the, the topic of today, even if it were to, so I've looked in the Southwest and it was, uh, you know, 1.8%, I believe in that area. Well, I think, well, okay, that's, you know, my, my valuation of that property, let's say it's 160. Does it, does it have a significant enough material difference? No. And also, despite all of the data that we read, who am I going to talk to about this? Well, I'm going to talk to an estate agent and I'm going to understand what is currently happening in that market right now and get a good valuation. And if that valuation is somewhere in the ballpark of what I want, that is fine. I'm not worried about how much of a discount someone's going to ask because I'll have my ceiling anyway and say, well, that's this is the number uh, and so on. So this this information and data that we review is really good to understand what is happening but generally, it won't preclude me. It won't stop me from doing what I need to do to to, to grow my business and make my business more efficient. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting hearing your views on, on why you're selling and why you're still selling, because the the market is is definitely softer than it was. It's definitely more of a, a buyer's market rather than a sellers' market, and has been for a while. And yet, there are still lots of people and lots of investors and landlords selling. And I, I know from from people we, we talk to, some of those are selling because 
they kind of have to because of the, the mortgage situation having changed and financial sort of environments for those individual properties just being radically different and, and possibly just just not working even so so they're kind of forced to sell but there are also people i know who who are really not in that situation and yet they are still choosing to sell properties in what seems to be a, a bad time to sell properties and, and as you say i think it's that there are so many other reasons that can contribute to why you would sell a property and i, I mean it is interesting simon sorry so, so no, there, is okay. a there is a third property that we have been considering selling for a while. And it's again, it's, it's owned in personal names. And it's, you know, I highlight this just because that is one of the factors is that I'm kind of offloading the, the personal name properties as we go. We've got two of them left. Um, and I would have, if the market conditions were strong, like maybe if we were in 2022 land where it just, it felt buoyant. I think that's the word that's often used. I think I would have put that property on the market early Q1 next year. But because of so I've had this chat with my other half and just said, look, the market isn't great right now. If if we needed to sell it, we would. But actually on that one, we don't we're not desperate to sell it. Uh, we don't have to sell it. So I've kind of said, look, you know, because we, we were waiting, actually, we would have sold it last year. In fact, we had two offers on it two, and two two purchases fall through. Um, but the only reason we, well, once they fell through, we then said, actually, let's hold out and get rid of the early redemption charges. They're, they're about to go. They're about to expire. But we're going to probably go on to another mortgage. And that, that actually is the point, is that that has been driven by the market, where we're saying, well, actually, I think it's a really good little flat in a really good location, etc. And we want to maximise that. So I don't want to sell it in this current environment. Whereas the other two... I think the, the the price differential is not enough for me. Uh, the flat in Croydon is is, is probably going to come off the market anyway, but we just needed to have a pump before Christmas. So so actually, of the three that I would want to sell, one of them actually I have been highly influenced by the market. And, and actually, the one in Croydon probably will be influenced by the market because we're not going to go lower than what our base base acceptance price would be. Mm -hmm. in, interesting that the the. the change in the market is not stopping you from trying but it might actually be stopping you from succeeding or completing or whatever on on that those attempts yeah uh, you, you bring up a very interesting point there about christmas and i think it's pretty well known that the housing market and various other things i'm sure slow down as we approach the end of the year and everyone gets into holiday season and wrapping up warm and staying in at night for uh, christmas and and other celebrations so you you mentioned maybe taking it off the market would you would you take it off the market for, for this season because i mean while it's quieter sales do still happen transactions do do still take place both starting and finishing but there are less of them so would you would you pause it and try again next year or would you would you think about actually just just stopping it early rather than perhaps letting it run through until, until next year after the, the quiet period. Yeah, the reason we're stopping will stop just before Christmas because obviously that is quite a, a final point in our minds in the UK, isn't it? It's like Christmas, Christmas holiday. Um, but it could have been Easter. It could have been summer. It's just a, it's a good enough point where I say, OK, we, and it's been on the market by then for three months. 
And once we're off, it's probably going to stay off, I would say, for at least six months. And the only reason we'll put it back on after six months is is if we feel there is a, a shift in the market. Otherwise, it's going to stay off for a couple of years and we do, we'll just ride out this uh, market condition and wait till, till things change slightly. And I think, you know, overall, my summary is, is clearly, despite all of that, I would always, and this is me personally, I'm not going to be inhibited by the market unless people say, yeah, you, you know, the property that you wanted 200K for is now worth 150. Then I'm, I'm like, well, fine, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there because that's not going to work. But if, if we're, we're talking about what I consider marginal differences and, okay, a slowdown in the market, and, okay, it's become a buyer's market, um, but if the average discount is 5.5%, I'm not worried about that. So I will ha- always have a punt, and that's how I see it. And I just think because until the rubber meets the road, and, and you'll only ever know that once it's in a shop window, metaphorically speaking, and you can see whether or not f- feet are going to walk into your property and look around. Because if you're not, then, then you've got your answer. But if people come and see it, um, then, then you know that there is interest. And then it's just whether or not you, you can shift it for the price you want. Indeed, indeed. So I, I think we'll, we'll finish up there. And I will just say good luck, Stuart, in, in finding a, a buyer before you decide to pull the plug before Christmas and uh, to have a rest over the holiday season. <laughs> and to anyone and everyone listening, if you've got your own uh, selling, buying stories, please do let us know. We're always interested to hear. You can reach us on show at thebusinessofproperty.com. And if you're able to leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice, we really would appreciate that. And we look forward to reading it out on a future episode. And Stuart and I will talk to you again next time. Bye.